Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. What's going on, Fantasy Champs? My name is Morgan Colby. I got Ricardo Lemonski. How many times can I say say your name completely incorrectly? Um, you can do it as much as you want, bro. Okay. Sounds good, because I will, without your consent. <laughs> of course. Okay, thanks. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, Rick Levin with me, as always, Poppin' Rick. What's up? What's up? Um, Today, we are going to bring you part two of the NFL Draft winners and losers. We were going to do a rookie mock on Thursday, which uh, we'll either push back uh, and cancel a different show or continue. But I feel like we need to really break down some of these players and some of their landing spots. We'll probably because- do a, a mock draft getting advice and insight on some of these players and where they're going and whether they're it's a good landing spot for them or not is super important to your, you know, success in rookie drafts coming up. Um, and there's some guys, you know, that we might hit on super, super late in the draft that we'd like as potential, you know, uh, taxi squad guys. For guys we like to put deep deep in your lineup if we if we have enough time but uh yeah so we're going to talk about some winners and losers before we do that check our website fantasygemmies.com follow us on twitter instagram facebook tiktok if you're listening up apple podcast spotify stitcher any other podcast platforms please leave a review or share this podcast with your friends if you're watching on youtube subscribe youtube subscribe click the bell for notifications like comment down below let's just jump right back in like we never stopped sure let's do it <laughs> um so uh, round two of the NFL draft came up on Friday. Was it Friday night, 7 p.m.? Friday night, yep. So um, the NFL draft started, and we this this round actually I think was the, uh, besides the third round and the fourth round, this round was the most uh, skill position players that were drafted in the draft. Of course, I missed the whole thing. And it wasn't even second and third round are the most of all the days, I believe. So um, I could be wrong on that. But anyway, I think fourth round has the most fourth round has the most, but second and third round combined. Dominant. Oh, I see. Yeah. But anyway, so we've talked about, you know, just to preface on before we jump in, um, this is where a lot of the running backs will come into play. Fourth round is a, an area where. If a running back gets drafted in the fourth round or later, it is v- very unlikely for them to make an impact year one. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know if Ramondre made an impact yeah, um, that much in fantasy, but he's, he's one of those outlier players. But usually a fourth-round pick or later at the running back position kind of falls off a cliff. Fourth-round wide receivers can happen. We've seen that with plenty of guys in the NFL. Um I'm talking about year one success for redraft. Um, obviously, fourth round wide receivers are smash drafts. You know what I mean? In rookie drafts and stuff like that. But um, even for rookie drafts, fourth to seventh round running backs are very hard to hit on. Um, you have to get lucky and hope that they something happens. Where, Elijah um, Mitchell, right? Elijah Mitchell, Was he sixth yeah. round? Yeah. Um, so we got some guys that we're going to talk about here, second, third round that are going to be good. But once we hit fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh, then you know those guys are definitely going to be um, a little bit out there in terms of draft selection. So anyway, let's jump right in with that preface. 
uh, and start with Christian Watson to Green Bay at the 202. Uh, winner, winner, chicken dinner, smash and a half, dynasty and redraft. Um, this guy has got to be, if he wasn't before, which he was not on my rookie rankings at the wide receiver position, he was the wide receiver six on my rookie wide receivers rankings. This guy, to me, has to jump into your top five. And I don't know if you disagree with that, Rick, but... Top five? Yeah, there's no one... So, not top five in in, dra- in the draft total. I mean, like, at the wide receiver position. Right, right, right. So that would have to kick out one of the guys we talked about yesterday. Yes. Or a couple of the guys. I'll, I'll, I'll put out... I'll put so, out at some point some rookie rankings, but... So I, you would have him higher than uh, James Lee? No, I'd probably have him higher than... Uh, Olave? Maybe. See, that's you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I, I can see you saying six. This is a great landing see... spot. It's too much. I know it don't is. Don't make me don't I, make me I rank now. Okay. I'll let you decide <laughs> later. Um he was my wide receiver eight pre draft. Okay. And he know. jumped up to wide receiver six with the Okay, so he was my wide receiver. You see, this is the difference though. He was my wide receiver six pre draft. Right. And now he's a little bit higher. But the Green Bay landing spot is 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 Fantastic. a one hundred percent winner. And there's like they have uh some receivers there, but nothing that's gonna be like, okay, I've I've seen comps too because this guy was not one of the most talented receivers in the class. And he certainly was not um categorized as one of the top three guys in the class. So you know, Green Bay goes out and drafts Christian. I talked about this before when we were talking about mock drafts last week. Like, if Christian Watson goes to the Packers, I'm going to be all over it. And I got to keep that promise. <laughs> so, um, But Christian True. Watson going to the Packers, I mean, this is a smash draft. It's 100% winner. So, And I, I feel like this is one of those spots where I, I feel like he's going to get a lot of opportunity up front. Yep. And, but there's also this reality that Aaron Rodgers doesn't really like throwing to rookie wide receivers. Yep. And I've heard that before. But I've I've heard that Christian Watson, I, I heard this take the other day that he's essentially uh who's the other guy they had? Um MVS. Yeah. For them. And he I'm basically like, is MVS with higher upside. Yeah, I don't know about that. You don't think Christian Watson has higher upside than MVS? No, but I don't like the comp. I don't think the comp makes sense. Oh. It's because MVS was like a tall, lengthy, speedy receiver. Which is- so MVS is 6'4", 206, 437 speed, right? Yep. Christian Watson is not the same. Like, he's tall, but he's... I think build-wise. He's 6'4". Yeah, he, he is 6'4", 208, so he is the same. A little faster, but... Yeah. But in terms of, like, talent, I don't know... Yeah, I don't know if it's the same player. I think I think Watson came out of nowhere. He was like a six six round pick or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think Watson's a little better, and I'm not even you know pre draft wasn't crazy high on him. Um, but I've seen arguments against Watson saying like, why would you draft this guy? Like he's he's he landed a good landing spot, but he's he wasn't productive in college, and it's like he was at North Dakota State. He was productive in college on a team that ran the ball majority of the time. They had a game, yeah. and I don't remember who said this. I think it might have been Chris Sims, 
listening to his podcast. North Dakota State had a game this year where Christian Watson, statistically, one catch for like 24 yards, right? Wow. So he's not productive. They ran the ball the entire game. They had five pass attempts, and he had two of the five targets. Yeah, two of the five targets. Yeah, so that's like a that's like a 50, 60, 70% target share. <laughs> right. I was saying, like, yeah. this is, of course he didn't produce, but he was still like the wide receiver one on the yeah. team when he was out there. I just think going to going to the Green Bay Packers and having Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback, like this is arguably the best quarterback that any of these wide receivers could have played for. And that's why I think Watson needs to be like at least close to the top five. Right. No, that's fair. I I think it's definitely a home run landing spot. I will give you that. It is a hundred percent a home run. Green Bay was the best spot. The talent is a lot of question, but I felt like, like if Watson went to Atlanta, then I would have been like, ugh. This is not good. Like he might get target share, but it's not a good. Like he's not a super talented receiver. Like talent is not why he's two oh two. He just ran a really fast forty time and he has a good build. And he really needed a good landing spot in order to be considered in that top conversation. Um and I, I think people are like overplaying draft capital and all of that stuff too. Um yeah. Devontae Adams, I think, was like a third round, fourth round pick, if I was wrong. He was uh two twenty one, second round pick. In 2014, so I, I feel like that's it's very similar in that kind of conversation. I'm not saying that this, they're the same player because they're not, but that's what they're bringing him in to do. So yeah, I think it's a winner landing spot. But no, I agree. Um, all right, let's let's talk about some running backs. Finally, uh, 204, Brees Hall to the New York Jets lands. On a team with multiple running backs and San Francisco DNA, yeah, washing off all over these AFC East teams. Uh, so we have uh, Brees Hall in this backfield. Michael Carter. I heard this landing spot and I almost puked in my mouth. Um, Me too. I was like, no way. I'm like anywhere else. I would even I'm like. It's another one of those picks where it's like, if the Jets blow, yeah, Brees Hall is going to be a bust and a half. Like, well, it's it's less so for him than Wilson because if the Jets blow, like if, if Zach Wilson blows, yeah. they'll still run the ball. It's just going to take away his touchdown, production. which takes away a lot of his upside. Yes, yes, it does. It does. But he at least still get carries and touches. Now, I would have said with this landing spot. If you just were to make me blind and not show me Kenneth Walker to to Seattle, which is the next one we'll talk about, yep, I would have been like, oh god, Brees Hall's got to move down my board. <laughs> yep, that's fair. But that is still not in the question anymore because of the other landing spot for the other guy, which we'll get to. But I think this is a loser landing spot. I do think, like, because there's a lot of people that are arguing. Is 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 Brees Hall going to get pass catching work for the Jets? Yeah. Is he? Gonna, I know, is every, everybody is saying yes. I, I've seen everybody say yes. I am not sure he's going to get the pass. 
I'm not worried about Michael Carter stealing many carries from him. Like yeah, they yeah. took him to four, the fourth overall pick in the second round, essentially a first round running back. He's going to get um, the carries. He's going to be the, the main player, the main workhorse type running back. But when it comes to the targets, I don't know if he's going to get a lot of them with Michael Carter there. I still think Michael Carter is there yeah. for a role, and he's going to be a third down back. Yeah, there's, and, there's no – to me, there's no three – like last year when Najee went to Pittsburgh, yeah, it was clear that he was going to get a three-down role, that all the running backs on the roster were going to take a seat, and Najee was going to be the guy. Here – it, I, to me, I think that you're going to see, like, and if we're going to be honest, Michael Carter is not even that scary of a. No, he's not. Like, he's like a Brees Hall could just back. say, frick you and overtake him, and then he could be a workhorse. But I feel like Brees Hall is going to be, and honestly, if you believe in the talent, then you should believe that he's just going to overtake Michael Carter. Which I do. But knowing that the San Francisco 49ers is influenced in that offensive system. Yeah. Uh, they're probably going to try to go with multiple running backs. And I would guess that Brees Hall and Michael Carter are going to split in some way, whether it's pass catching to Michael Carter or Brees Hall, or, you know, maybe a little bit of rushing split there. But I think Brees Hall will be a two down back and a goal line guy. And Michael Carter will be the pass catching guy and he'll be on pass catching downs. So we'll see what happens with Brees Hall, but, I'm not excited about the Jets landing spot. If the Jets actually have a good offense with, with Zach, so uh, we should be fine. But yeah. If if the Jets end up if Zach Wilson takes that next step and the Jets offense plays to what they're capable What's of. What's the next step? The same same numbers as Mac Jones. I think he could be better. I would expect him to be better than that. Okay. I just the nine touchdowns. In terms of in terms of like I know I, but he only played like a in like huge line. step for him. He, would he be twenty touchdowns games. and thirteen picks. Yeah, <laughs> would be huge. I would want I would want a little bit better than that. Yeah, I'm not yeah. saying he needs to throw thirty touchdowns and forty six hundred yards, but like mm-hmm. what did Max throw? Twenty three touchdowns. Yeah, something like that. I'd want to see like 25, 26. Fair enough. Um, and then just the offense as a whole be better. Like he doesn't even have to throw a ton of touchdowns, but like get them in scoring yeah, position yeah. and let Brees Hall run it up in the end zone. So, I I I'd say it's a loser landing spot too. But he's still, if you need a running back, he's still mm-hmm. probably my one hundred one. Okay, that's fair enough. Um, Kenneth Walker two hundred nine to Seattle, another loser. This landing one spot. I was I threw up in my mouth. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to t- I don't know what to say about this one. I if this doesn't make you and just on sheer like I don't know. This guy, Kenneth Walker, was my favorite running back, and he might move down to running back three for me just on this landing spot alone. You have Chris Carson there, who, honestly, Rick, I don't know. I don't know if you disagree with me, but Carson might be on the bubble in Seattle. The bubble of getting cut? Yeah. I think he's pretty much as good as gone. Yeah, I, I think, I think he's, he's going to be done. And so with that being said, I think Penny's going to go back to his third down zero roll over there, and Kenneth Walker will take most of the work. Seattle's offense is bad, but I, I don't think that this is actually going to be as bad as it looks for people. But if Chris Carson is there and Rashad Penny is there and Kenneth Walker's taken as the second you know, as the second running back off the board at 209, and he ends up the third back or maybe the second back, yeah, 
this looks like to me in dynasty, I think it's a good pick to take him because I think at some point he'll overtake the work, but yeah, I think the big problem with C cause we just said, you know, Carson will be gone. And I think they're anticipating like they resigned penny, right? They did. So I think they're anticipating that either penny's going to be hurt or that he's their third guy. How many years was it? One. <clears throat> I'm looking it up. So while I was looking it up, though, I did see that um, it is a one-year deal, uh, but it's five million, up okay. to five million. Yeah. So I um, feel like Penny, they're gonna say they're giving him an opportunity here and saying, "Okay, we're gonna give you the keys. You're Chris Carson now." Yeah. So if I, you suck, we're not resigning you, and Walker's taking the job. Pete Carroll uh, said that one of the reasons Seahawks picked Kenneth Walker is part due to uncertainty of Chris Carson's health and future. Mm -hmm. So I don't really think Chris Carson's in the picture. And it's so funny because some <clears throat> to see the community split on this, there's a lot of people that really hate it, the landing spot, and there's people that love it and think Kenneth Walker should be the one-on-one. Um, <clears throat> and I've seen both arguments, uh, and I'm trying really hard to be on the Kenneth Walker 101 side because I'm in a league where I desperately need a running back and I have the third overall you, pick. You need Walker to be. <clears throat> and I need Walker. So I'm, I've been trying to convince myself to just sit pat and take mm -hmm. him. But it's hard. Um, I've seen the arguments for the Seahawks uh, being a good landing spot mm -hmm. um, because the Seahawks run the ball a lot. I don't think that's a good enough analysis reasoning yeah, yeah. um i'm not worried about chris carson and even penny i'm kind of worried about short term i'm not worried about him long term what i'm worried about is the seahawks offense and the seahawks team mm -hmm. um at least in the short term why well, you don't I, like drew Locke? i think she, no i don't <laughs> that landing spot year one is going to suck and running backs don't exactly have longevity so yeah. yes long term is it a good spot for kenneth walker sure yeah what, are we going to wait until year three where he breaks out and then he's good for two years? Yeah, especially when him? you're talking about in dynasty rookie drafts, like it being... You're drafting a running back to put, to put him yeah, in. Yeah, right like week one. Yes. And and Kenneth Walker is going to be... <clears throat> in the top five, at least. Now, hey, who knows? Maybe maybe all Drew Locke needed was Pete Carroll. Yeah. I mean, I well, I don't. I wouldn't go that far. Yeah, I wouldn't. But who knows? Maybe, maybe you got right. Another, um, another dumb team that passed on Malik Willis. I will say Seahawks is a loser landing spot. Yep. Uh, and I would probably take the our top three receivers we talked about yesterday: Traylon Burks, or the other day, Garrett Wilson, Drake London. Yeah. Um, I would take all those three guys before I take Kenneth Walker. Okay. Yeah, that that makes sense. Um. Let's talk about the 211, go on some some wide receivers. We're going to talk quickly about these guys. Wandale Robinson, I think this is a loser landing spot to the Giants. Um, yes. I don't know about Rick, but I, I had a rant that I went off uh, prior to the show to Rick. Um, I've been seeing some people say, you know, obviously I think I agree, and I don't know if it's actually going to happen, but I kind of agree with people who say that this might spell the end for Kadarius Tooney in, sure. you know, in New York. The reason why I say that is because uh, he was already rumored to be traded prior to the draft, and so then going out and drafting a wide receiver in the second round, um, that kind of just shows me either they're, they want to double down on the receivers or they actually are trying to trade Kadarius Tooney. Now, 
prior to the show, people have been tweeting that, you know, Wandale Robinson is better than some of the other guys that we've discussed at the wide receiver position. He should be a top five wide receiver. Uh, they, some people like him like in the top three. Yeah. Um, he's and, not even in my top 10 and he's, or even top 12. He wasn't in my, he wasn't in my top 10 pre-draft. He's not in my top 10 now. Um, and going to the giants does not change that. Even if Kadarius Tooney leaves, right? I think Kadarius Tooney is a better wide receiver than Wandale Robinson. I think the giants are making a massive mistake getting rid of Tooney and going with this kid. And I, think I, it, I, this, this to me, I don't like to call like rookies busts because we really don't know what we're going to get out of them. But this guy to me is going to be a huge bust for the giants and a huge bust in fantasy. And I don't listen to the people who are telling you to run out and trade all your value to get him. If anything, trade out of this class and go wait for 23 because this this pick is just a bad one. This is a bad location, yeah, I, bad pick. I, I'm with you. I do think if they trade Kadarius Tooney, I would move him up for sure because he's going to get the opportunity, and I, I think he's an okay player. So he, he'll do decent in that spot. Um, but as of what we're looking at right now today mm-hmm. in the Giants team, that Giants roster, he's the wide receiver, what, four on the team Yeah, in a not great offense already. Like what? <laughs> what are we doing here? Yeah. I. Yep. And then long term, I don't know because if they end up trading two needs different, but if they don't, he's under contract the next three years. You know, Sterling Shepard. They just sent Kenny Galladay last year. He's going to be there a couple years, so um, you'd have to expect Daniel Jones to take a massive leap for Wandale Robinson to have really any relevant yep. fantasy value. I agree. Yep. Um, and I don't see that happening. So this is a loser landing spot, big time, for in my opinion. Yep. Um, and a bad pick for the Giants, to be honest with you. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right, 212, my guy. He's your guy. John Mechie. The NFL agrees with me. Or at least yeah. the Houston Texans do. <laughs> I don't like if that's I don't know if that's a good company. <laughs> I'm gonna say this is a loser landing spot as well. Um I, but hey, quarterback's okay. So I was gonna say this is a winner. Landing spot. Oh, Mechie. Okay. Uh, I, I actually, you know what? I'll I'll revise that because okay. there isn't any receivers in uh, besides Brandon Cooks. Part, partly because of his draft capital was higher than I expected. Yep. So you got that. So they took him second round. So, um, you know, it shows what they feel about the player. But uh, yeah, the the Texans draft the receiver room is not that good. Mm-hmm. They have Brandon Cooks, obviously. But after that's pretty open. Nico Collins, you could probably who they took last year in no. the I think second or third round. Well, even if you like him, and I think he's a you know he has upside, but he plays the X. He doesn't play where Mechie. Mechie's going to play the slot, so he could. Mm-hmm. He has the opportunity to slot in year Davis one and Mills, be no arm Davis Mills, be the starting slot receiver. Um, and Cooks, I think they play him at the slot and on the mm-hmm. X, so they kind of move him around. But either way. That she will have opportunity on the Texans. So I actually think it's a winning spot. Uh, I would take Mechie over Wandale Robinson in rookie drafts. Oh, yeah. Where do you have him ranked? Uh, let me pull it up. I think it's pretty high, actually. I have a uh, – oh, never mind. Wide receiver 11. So he's right there. Yeah. But. Um. I Like I said, I believed in the talent. I remember watching uh, Mac Jones film last year and Devonta Smith film last year. And just seeing a lot of John Mechie pop off on on the tape, you know, and it's like you're you're looking for. I watched every single Alabama game in 2021, uh, and 
I was I was waiting to see like Devonta Smith pop off film, and all yep. I kept on seeing is John Mechie. And so you know me, I, my brain just went off. But I like the talent. I like the player. I don't like I don't like the 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 offense for Houston, but it actually could be better than people think it is with Davis Mills if Davis Mills actually works. And John Mechie should get a lot of work in Houston. If the offense is not efficient, I don't see him having a lot of year one success. But I think mm-hmm. there can be success in the future, especially if he's starting in the slot and, and playing the role that he knows how to play. So I think he definitely should be in like the, the wide receiver 8 to 10 range. Um, definitely a, a mid to late second round pick. Um, I would take him there, but I, sure. I like John Mechie a lot. So uh, the next guy, big question, big question mark. New England Patriots take Tyquan Thornton at 218. Yep. Um. I, as a Pats fan, I like it because we drafted speed for once in our life. Yeah, uh, you're in a four-two-eight profile. Actually, looks pretty good if you go on player profile. We didn't talk about Ty- Tyquan Thornton all that much before, so at all. Um, we, I don't want to spend a lot of time on it. I think with the quarterback and the situation in New England, um, I don't think this is a bad landing spot for Tyquan Thornton if you're a Thornton guy. Yeah, but this could very well be a like he's not moving anywhere in my my rankings just because he went to the Patriots and he's like like if he was the wide receiver fifteen or sixteen pre draft he is the wide receiver to fifteen or sixteen now. Sure, for me he moved up because draft capital more so than the Patriots. Mm. Um, but I actually think the Patriots is a winning landing spot too because there's an opportunity there for a role. Um, he yeah. can if he Hopefully if he is on the bubble if he is as good as For the Patriots sake. hope he will be, and he will play the Aguilar role. Yeah, and um, hopefully he's better <laughs> as a Patriots fan. So yeah. I actually like this. I moved him up on my rankings. Mm-hmm. Um, as of right now, he's my wide receiver thirteen. Mm-hmm. So he was like Bro, wide imagine imagine uh, if we had drafted this kid with t- Tom Brady. Yeah, I would have liked it more. Oh, God. Um, I will say they are kind of building a similar-looking offense and offensive scheme to the one Mac Jones ran in Alabama. Yeah. Um, because Jalen Waddle was a – he's not – like, he wasn't just a field stretcher. He was, like, a slot receiver. He was good at everything. So, it's like Waddle wasn't just a deep threat. But Tyquan Thornton is very fast, and I think – Mac Jones will definitely take advantage of that speed. So um, I don't know what it looks like. I'm not running out to draft him, but I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up a mid-late third-round pick. Do you think he's going to be a second? No. Okay. Uh, I took. I drafted him <laughs> in my. Uh, you want a one patch? My draft, but I took him three. I took him three seven, okay. and he was like, he could. I probably could have got him at like four one if I wanted to. Okay. All right. Um, definitely think it's a winter landing spot. Don't know if it moves the needle on Taekwon Thornton, but we'll we'll sure. see what happens in year one for Taekwon and I like and, him as a late round value. Yeah, as a late round value. Um at two twenty, George Pickens goes to Pittsburgh. I think it's a winter landing spot. I like it. Year one, redraft. Um, not nothing's gonna happen. I don't think for Pickens. He's gonna be the third wide receiver. Um he would have to he's gonna be if he's gonna get a role, he's gonna be one of those guys that fights for a role. And then by the last six weeks of the season, he starts breaking out and people are like, ooh, George Pickens. Um, but this is not a guy that I'm drafting in redraft or picking up in redraft at all. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's a developmental guy. It's a great pick for Pittsburgh. 
Um, and I think moving into the next couple years, uh, I don't think Claypool is going to stick around in Pittsburgh. Okay. I think they're going to drop that fifth year option on him and just run with Pickens after that. They might also be foreshadowing the uh, Deontay Johnson situation where, where I believe he is becoming a free agent in the next couple of years. So um, that could be a situation. But as of right now, like if for me, when I'm looking in, like if I'm in the first round of a rookie draft, I definitely would take Pickens probably late first, early second. Sure. Yep. Um, and just hang around that value. But, and this is all, by the way, Rick, this is all off the top of my head. This is not a, I'm not looking at yeah, it in front of me. So I hope, I ha- I'm, I I hope I'm nailing this or not, but anyway. Yeah. No, I think that's fair. I personally, um, I think it's actually a loser landing spot. Okay. I think long-term you're probably right. Um, especially if those things play out. Uh, but for the short-term future, it feels to me like Terrence Marshall situation. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, where he's going to get buried behind Claypool and Deontay. Yeah. Um, he's the clear wide receiver three on that team, but what is a wide receiver three going to do in a Pittsburgh passing right. offense right. this year? Um, unless you think Kenny Pickett comes in and throws Mitch. 30 touchdowns or Mitch comes in and throws 30 touchdowns, 4,800 yards passing. Yeah. Um, he was my wide receiver six pre-draft. I now have him wide receiver nine. Um, which seems low, but in a draft where you could go theoretically all receivers, uh, he's still like an early second round pick to me yep. in, in dynasty drafts. So uh, I still like the player. Just I'm not too thrilled about the situation right away. Long term, it could play out well though. Um, two twenty one, Alec Pierce to Indianapolis. Um, I think this is a good landing spot for him. I don't think there's anyone. T- they I don't think they resigned T Y Hilton, did they? Uh, he's still on the market. Yeah. Okay. So there's rumors that he might resign, but I think they are. Even if he does, he's like, (laughs) yeah, I know he's, he's kind of dead at this point, but I, you know, he's going to, Alec Pierce is going to be the wide receiver two on Indianapolis. They are a run heavy team. Um, and I like Michael Pittman in this situation, uh, for Indianapolis, but I don't think he's going to be anything higher than like a mid to late, uh, wide receiver two. So um, Alec Pierce coming in, I, I think this is a, a decent long-term shot if you want to take that, but I'm not really super-duper excited about it. I think I think it's like a mediocre – like if I could take meh as, as my sure. winner or loser, uh, I would take that. But I, I'm not jumping off the cliff to go get Alec Pierce. So for me, this is a, a winner spot. Um I think the Colts have a lot of opportunity where he could slot in year one and produce other than Michael Pittman. To me, that wide receiver room is not very good. Yep. Um, if Paris Campbell is healthy, maybe as a slot guy, mm-hmm. uh, that's it. T.Y. Hilton, as of right now, is not on the roster. And even if they bring him yeah. back, he's going to just play five games and be in like a specific role uh, as a field stretcher. So Pierce can honestly come in and be the wide receiver too yeah. for Matt Ryan, which – uh, he has real potential there. Uh, pre-draft, I had him wide receiver 11, I think. Um, and now post-draft, I have him wide receiver 10 right behind Pickens. So to me, he's a good second-round pick um, with some upside and mm-hmm. some potential. I think year one, he's going to produce outproduce George Pickens where he has the ability to, the opportunity to. Yeah, he could. At least. Um, all right, let's move to 222. Sky Moore to KC, wide receiver. Um <sighs> This okay, so that. you know I what really this pick to is to me, Rick? It. Ready? Ready? You know what this pick is to me? Okay. I'm listening. You remember when they drafted CEH in the first round? Uh-oh. That is sky bleeping more. 
Good luck. Good luck to everyone that takes Sky Moore and KC. I didn't like him before. I still don't like him. It's a good landing spot. Winner for Sky Moore. Loser for everyone who takes him. Okay. So that's your opinion. That's fair. Um, And I agree with you. I was not, I thought Sky Moore was kind of getting overrated by people on Twitter. Yeah. Um, but dude, that Kansas City landing spot is so hard for me to just. Ignore. Yeah, no, no, it's true. I like. It, I will definitely have if I have picks and I can get Sky Moore. Um, yeah, I'll I'll try to get I, some shares of him. This is gonna drive you up a wall. I have seen him go as high as the one hundred and three. Yeah, no, that's drafts. too much. That's too much. <laughs> Rick, I'm um, not even joking. In in rookie drafts, the hype hasn't even started. Wait till wait till wait till the training camp videos come out of him on the Chiefs getting touchdowns from Mahomes. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely, definitely gross. Um, the fact that I have to like Sky more now, because uh, I that Chiefs landing spot to me is it was Packers Chiefs. The rookie who goes on the Packers, and the rookie who goes on the Chiefs are going to get the two best landing spots, and that was Christian Watson and Sky Moore. Um, so I had Sky Moore pre-draft as my wide receiver nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I now have him as my wide receiver six. So okay. Kind of gross, but Good he's luck. my one oh he's my one oh nine in rookie drafts. I don't I don't see a I don't Late see an extremely show, okay. high ceiling for a guy yes. like Sky. I Moore. agree with you. And and I like I this is this is coming from a guy that I've seen a lot of receivers in this class and like Wandale Robinson's one of them. And then there was another guy that Rick is really in love with, Johan Dotson. Or Johan Dotson. Yeah. Well, that's a, they're like, 5'10", that's a guy who, 191, and they don't have elite speed. Their speed, like, I mean, I guess Sky Moore kind of has elite speed. He's in the 90th percentile, but I think they, I think PFF, I mean, I think player profiler needs to upgrade their percentile ratings for wide receivers because <laughs> with the speed that receivers are hitting now, like, that's not 90th percentile anymore to me. Like, that's, that's starting to become a slow wide receiver in this pro NFL. When you have... That's not slow, but it's no longer like like if you if you could run a four four one ten years ago, that was like oh you were elite Henry Ruggs elite speed yeah. <laughs> now Nowadays, it's, it's like I saw ten guys that ran a four three at the combine. <laughs> yeah, it's absurd. So, but like for me, I think I think he does have he is really fast, but he doesn't do anything well. His speed score is sixtieth percentile. His burst the score stuff is fiftieth well percentile. Is... His agility is twenty sixth percentile. His catch radius is twenty second yes. percentile. He's five ten, hundred and ninety one pounds. Like at least Tyreek Hill could burn people's faces off with his speed. The, the things he does well benefits real the real NFL and it's why people like him because he had fantastic production. Um is he's you know, he's kind of like Olave in the sense of like he knows how to get open. He's yeah. got really good hands. Um, you can trust him on third down, like right. those sorts of things. And that means he's going to be a good NFL receiver. But if we're talking fantasy, mm-hmm. I don't think he has the sort of potential to be like a high-end talent. Yeah. Now, the Chiefs make him um, into that conversation because he's going to probably get a lot of touchdowns. Yeah, And if he can combine – a lot of touchdowns with a decent amount of receptions mm-hmm. as a slot guy, then you're looking at um, yeah, but pretty good value. The slot role well, that's the thing. So Juju is, so I don't know what they're, how they're going to use him, but uh, 
it's just that Chiefs that Chiefs factor for me with Sky Moore. Yeah, so. yeah. I, I just feel like like everyone talked about the Chiefs factor with Ceh when they had to replace. Yes, yes. Know. But this is different because why? Why is this different? Because Patrick Mahomes is throwing him the ball. Yeah, C-E-H, but wasn't Ceh supposed to get a load supposedly? Of yes, but he's still a running back, right? Sky Moore is a receiver. The only know. thing he's going to. I don't know. I don't know. I I get what you're saying. I, I do. But it feels it feels it feels exactly like that, except they didn't reach on the player. Who is in the receiving room right now for the Chiefs other than Juju and Hardman? Well, no one, but I think Hardman can play field stretcher and Juju's gonna sure. play the slot. Sky Moore can't play the X. Like he's too small. Well Tyree so he's gonna get bodied by He's I wouldn't be surprised if they put him in the Tyree Kill role. Who? Hardman? And, no, Sky. Oh. Is he going to be as good as Tyreek Hill? Not even close. Not even close. No. But he could play that role. I don't know. I I just think I think what they did with Tyreek Hill, you, you saying, can't man. you can't replicate. You can't replicate that. And it's not even just because I'm like, okay, you know, Tyreek Hill is an elite like player. I just mean like how fast Tyreek Hill is. His freaking yeah. nickname is literally Cheetah. Like you can't, you can't replicate you. that and put Sky Moore there and be like, "All right, do what Hill was doing." It's not going to happen. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I don't, I don't like, I, I like the landing spot for Sky Moore. I, I don't like the player, so never have. I was hoping he would go to trash landing spot so I could just swipe it away, <laughs> but never mind. Yep. Um. Anyway. So let's move to 223. We have Trey McBride. Um, we have Trey McBride to the Arizona Cardinals at 223. First wide receiver off the board. I think that Trey McBride has a decent opportunity in a couple of years to actually be decent when it comes to the uh, you know the tight end position. I'm really kind of like obviously right now they have Zach Ertz and they have. Um, as of right now, they have Zach Ertz and they have, you know, a an offense where they're already kind of utilizing that position at the tight end. Um, so Trey McBride's not going to be a guy that kind of pops off year one. I think it's going to take two or three years for him to become yep. some form of a success. But I do like the Arizona landing spot because you're most likely going to have Kyler Murray there and a good offensive system. So I think Trey McBride definitely should be the tight end one, but he's a winner in my book. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh Finally got me so to talk I, about a tight end. I know. Uh, someone compared him to Cole Komet yeah. uh, on Twitter, and I was kind of like, yeah, I can see that. Um, in terms of dynasty where mm-hmm. you're, you're right year one, I don't think we're going to see much of Trey McBride, but years two and three, I think it's a very good landing spot. So I'll say it's a winner. He's got Kyler Murray. Um, and once Zach Ritz is old, he's like 31. Um, mm-hmm. Once he kind of fades off, I think McBride's going to take over that spot. So okay. long term, it's definitely a winner. Uh, short term, though, we're not going to see much from him. Okay. Um, and then we have final pick of the third round: James Cook, Buffalo. And then we can we're going to move through some of these guys much, much faster. <laughs> um, this guy, I think, and I haven't really decided yet, but based on Kenneth Walker in Seattle and the situation that Seattle Seahawks are in. James Cook might be my number two running back. And I don't know if that's a hot take, but I would probably slide him into that two slot. Sure. Um, going to Buffalo is big 
Uh, they're one of the best offenses in the NFL. They clearly were trying to find a running back. They knew that was one of their needs, and then they used second-round draft capital to do that. And we're not even talking about second-round compensatory pick. We're talking about, like, a real second-round pick. Um, pick 31 in the second round. I know. Round. Yeah. But um, either way, so James Cook goes to Buffalo. I don't know what their situation is going to look like with, with Devin Singletary, but... Even if they bring this guy in to play a pass-catching role with Josh Allen, I I think that's going to be that that in and of itself is elite value, like to me and PPR and half PPR leagues, yes. which most people are, like that is that is elite value. And then if if they start to feed him the ball on the ground, kind of what they were doing with Singletary this year, he could definitely become you know, a high-end RB2 in a lot of senses, maybe an RB1 with that pass-catching value. So I think the ceiling is kind of high for James Cook in Buffalo. Um, but it could it could very well drop because of the player and the situations here and because of his, you know, the, the limitations that James Cook has had that kept him kind of out of that top-five conversation at the running back position. There are situations where his floor could be just bottomed out, you know, cut in two years. Yeah. So I I think it could go either way. I don't know that like because of that variation, I don't know that I want to use a first round pick in a rookie draft on James Cook, which is probably mm-hmm. where he's going to go. So I wouldn't have a lot of shares of him. But if he ends up going in the second round, I'll definitely take a shot on that. I would be like, okay, yeah, that's a good pick. Um, and and like you know, I say he's my running back too, so he should go in the second round. But in this class, I'm probably not taking a running back anyway. Um. Yeah. So. I do like James Cook. Like, if there's an opportunity for you to get him, I would because I think he is going to be the second best running back in this class based on the landing spot. But we'll see. Winner location, though. Yeah, I mean, there's no question he's a winner location. Um, and I like James Cook pre drafts. He was my RB5. Uh, and what you said, like, if that happens, I think that's, uh, I think that will happen. He's going to be the pass catching back for sure um, in a high powered offense with Josh Allen. So, uh, those, those are all good things, um, and to me, at least worth a second-round pick. My problem with putting him as my RB2, I don't even have him as my RB3. He's my RB4. Um, pre-draft, I had him as my RB5, so he does move up to RB4. But I just one of the reasons I love the Buffalo landing spot was because if you get a guy who could overtake Singletary, mm-hmm. then he could be like the workhorse type back, right? A Buffalo on a high-powered offense. The problem with that to me with James Cook is he I don't think he's that type of player. Yeah. He's he's profiles as a third down kind of guy, a James White type of player. Why would you spend a second round pick on a third down back? Because the Bills you get are running backs anywhere, Rick. Yep. I don't know. Um I don't think they're drafting him to be a second round running back. That's my point. I mean not thir- I mean not I don't not think they're drafting him back. to be a third down back. No. You think they're drafting him to be a workhorse? I don't think they're drafting him to be a workhorse, but I think they're drafting him to be the featured running back. I think that like I think that Singletary will have a role and he'll probably be third down back, but like you know what Josh Allen is and what the what the Bills are and if James Cook is the pass catching back, he's going to be out there all game. Yeah. So, I I mean, I mean it's true, but like it, it just kind of feel, it, it it's like CEH. I mean, not to the extent that Clyde was went to the Chiefs, he pre-drafted, he was everybody's RB5 and like a, a, a pass-catching specialist. Those are the Chiefs, and I took the cheese, we all took the cheese. And then on the Chiefs, he just doesn't succeed 
to the level that we wanted him to because they don't really know how to use him. And it's a great offense, but and it's Andy Reid, and they still don't really use him right. In college, James Cook, his career high in 15 games was 113 carries. So he's never had, like, a big workload in college. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's going to be a 200 carry type running back in the NFL. Now, could he get, could you tell me like Kamara is not a 200 carry kind of guy? No. Could he be like that? I think sure. Maybe that's his ceiling. Yeah. That's a really good ceiling to have, but I don't know if that's going to happen. I still will take James cook. I will draft him uh second round. I think I have him in a 12 team as my two Oh one. So like, if he's there in the second round, I will take him, but I don't think I want to spend a first-round pick on him. Yeah, fair enough. All right, let's move to the third round very quickly. Velas Jones Jr., uh, a good landing, landing spot, spot, but a horrible a player. Horrible player. Um, I don't really like that. I don't think – I honestly, this kind of looks like, to me, like a player where they draft him to be on special teams. Yeah, which is so disgusting. Um, but... For Chicago, yeah. But there's nothing there in Chicago. And to all the people who are continually in our in my all my dynasty leagues continually asking – for um, Darnell Mooney, I'm not giving him away. Oh, no, I'm definitely not. In the one league I have What's him, that? he's going to get 180,000 targets. I know, seriously. Um, so, yeah, Velas Jones Jr., I'm not even going to look at him as a player. Uh, there was a guy last year that got drafted in, in the third round, and everyone was like, oh, should we look at him? And Was it Dwayne Eskridge? Yeah, or, uh, something Tutu like Atwell? that, Eskridge, and, and he just was garbage. So I, And then there was also the really fast guy from uh, the Browns. What's his name? Anthony oh, Schwartz. Anthony. Uh, Schwartz, um, yeah. So yeah, this guy is going to be at, at best a fringe fourth round pick. But if he if he makes it out of your rookie draft, I would I would snag and stash in my tax. Sure. Yeah, yeah, he's a tax squad stash. Why not? Um, Jelani Woods to Indianapolis third. Oh, round. I actually like this one. This is a good landing Winner. spot for him, but I feel like this is a really big. Uh, we need a blocker for J- Jonathan Taylor kind of pick. Sure, I, I I do agree with that, but he's also like he's six seven and ran a four six and had fifty five catches with eight touchdowns in college last year. So he he's got receiving upside. He's got a lot of upside, and I like the landing spot. So I actually do like this forwards personally. Yeah. Um. All right, let's talk about Desmond Ritter, quarterback to the Atlanta Falcons. We were talking about this yesterday. The value of these players at the quarterback position getting drafted here. And we're going to talk about a couple of them or yeah, four, uh, three of them. I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but I think Atlanta is a good landing spot. They need a quarterback and you know, their only option right now is Mariota. So there could be an opportunity yeah. where Ritter goes in. If Mariota just completely flails and sucks. Sure. Yep. Uh, but there is also no value tied to this pick. And right. I feel like, like third round, I still think Malik Willis is QB two. Like I thought yep. he was QB one before, but now he's QB two because Pickett went in the first round. I think yep. I would have to say Ritter three and then Carroll four, if I was doing quarterback rankings right now. But I think this is a oh this is a good landing spot for Ritter, but I don't like the the pick value. So because of that, I'm gonna make Desmond Ritter a loser. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's probably a loser because he went in the third round for all the things you said, um, and they're not attached to him. I actually have him as my QB4 just because of that. Um, And to me, my whole thing with Ritter was if he was going to get drafted as a first-rounder, 
that would change my mind. So even though Atlanta is a good landing spot and he, you know, has a chance to play, um, that third round draft capital is tough for me. Um, just cause I wasn't super high on the player anyway. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Yeah. I, I agree with you though. Uh, Greg Dolchitz to, um, Denver, uh, the basically replacing Noah Font. Um, yeah, I don't mind the pick, but I don't know that there's going to be opportunity year one for him. It's, but it's, I think it's winner long term and maybe winner in real life. But I don't know if it's a winner dynasty. Yeah, yeah, not. I well, so I mean, for me, tight ends are tight ends. Like you'll find yeah. out eventually. So I would still take them as like a third round sure. pick early, and um, and if you need tight ends, kind of just stash. He went four oh eight in my rookie draft so yeah, yeah. so that's a that's like that, that's so. a not a bad location so anyway yeah it's uh, not malik willis to tennessee saddest pick of all time for me because i <laughs> yep. really wanted willis to work out in the nfl i was a huge malik willis fan and um obviously third round kind of blows to tennessee i think it's a good yep. it's a good landing spot but i think he's a loser because he fell to the third round yes and yeah. tennessee has no tie to him i think this i definitely think that the two teams that drafted ritter and willis are drafting them as a okay we have a guy right now but maybe in one or two years if we want to try to give this guy the the keys and see what we can do for one season um we'll do that but um i just don't see much upside for Malik Willis, especially if teams didn't want to draft him in the second round or the first round. And it also could have been just because this year with the movement of the quarterback position and there being other guys available like Baker Mayfield and Jimmy Garoppolo, there's options out there for teams that are better than taking, you know, taking a high selection on a quarterback. So it might just be a situation where they knew, Hey, we like the guy we want him to be our future quarterback, but we don't believe in, I mean, we don't think that anyone's going to take him, so we're not just going to waste our value, and, and they just let him fall, fall and fall and fall and fall and fall. So that could be the case, but I'd love to see Malik Willis start for Tennessee. That could be a game-changer for their team because I think I believe in the talent. But yes. third round, no value tied to him. He might not even start in the NFL at this point. Yeah, I pretty much agree. Uh, I'm still drafting him for my rookie drafts. He's still my QB, yeah. too. Uh, obviously, he's not a first-round pick anymore. He's probably like a somewhere in the second round. Uh, I've seen him. He went as high as the uh, 201, or but I've seen him go as low as like the 208. Yeah. So he's kind of all over the place. Uh, it depends on when you want to take that risk because if he does eventually play, you're getting a steal. Right. Uh, but there's a chance that you're just throwing away a second round pick. So okay, it was a very risky pick. Like the player, but obviously it's a loss because of where he went. Uh, Jalen Tolbert, 324 to Dallas in the third round, wide receiver. Um, it's not bad. It's not a bad landing spot. I don't like the player though, so I'm not really. Yeah, really drop I'm not him. crazy sold on the player, but I do actually like the landing spot. So he moved. He ended up moving up in my rankings, but not too high. He's like wide receiver of 14. Or something I would like say that. if he's like a late fourth, early third. Yeah, he might be a guy that I would take as a stash. And that's where, where he's going. He's going third round. So. Yeah. Um, three twenty-seven. Rashad White, running back, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Rashad they needed White. a guy to replace Ronald Jones. And so they do that with Rashad White. I talked about his profile. I talked about how I liked his pass catching abilities. I talked mm-hmm. about he's a he's a decent running back. I think there's some good things there for Tampa. I actually like him better than the Keyshawn Vaughn pick from two years ago or one year ago. Agreed. It was. 
So I think this is a better pick than that. I think he's going to have an opportunity in the Tampa Bay offense, but this is still Leonard Fournette's backfield. So if you were concerned that they drafted this guy, um, I I'm not concerned about Fournette losing a whole ton of work to a rookie running back. No, I'm not either, but I do like this spot a lot because, um, and I just showed you how weak I think this class is because he's my RB three. Um, and I took him at the 208 and a 12 team. So in a 10 team, pretty much third round. Uh, but I do like it because Fournette has a history of missing games. He's never played a full season. Um, White obviously is a receiving back mostly, but he can play all three downs. Uh, so he fits what Tampa wants to do. He fits what Tom Brady wants to do. Um, and if Fournette gets hurt at all, White has a real chance of being um, very good. So year one, he's going to at least be a very, very good handcuff. Um, and Fournette, I believe, is only on a one-year deal. So we'll see how it plays out. Um, but I do like this. So I think it's a winner spot. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, San Francisco drafts running back Terion Davis Price. This is just a role player. Um, backup running back, yeah. to be honest with you. Special so. teams. Uh, loser landing spot for him, and I don't loser. Like uh, Matt Carroll to the Carolina Panthers quarterback, third quarterback take, fourth quarterback off the board, third in the third round. Yep. Um, Carolina, I think they're using the same mentality that Tennessee was and the same t- mentality that Atlanta was. You know, draft a guy. We don't have a quarterback right now, or we have a guy that we're going to sit with for a couple of years. Like Carolina might go after Baker Mayfield. There have been rumors of that happening. So, or yep. Jimmy Garoppolo. So they're not ruling that out. But I think Carroll probably has, uh, of these three guys that we talked about here in the third round, I think Ritter and Carroll definitely have the better shot of getting at least a start this year to see what they yes. are um, than Malik Willis. But yeah, I, I like. I didn't really like the player before, and I don't like this is a good landing spot for him, but I don't think he, with third round value, makes him a loser at this point. So all quarterbacks after this point are losers. Right. In in terms of that, he is a loser. And I said pre draft, though, that um, I would kind of determine my rankings for the bottom guys, bottom quarterbacks, based on landing spot and capital. And they all got similar draft capital. I actually have Matt Carroll's my QB three after Willis. I have him ahead of Ritter just because to me, Carolina, um, he could really start this year, even as a third round pick because Sam Darnold is Sam Darnold. So if he can just win the backup job, he's got a good chance of playing this year. And then, you know, we'll see where it goes. He probably, my guess would suck. Um, And then they draft someone next year or trade someone next year. But if he, he's going to at least have an opportunity to showcase what he can do. And that alone I think makes him the QB three for me. Okay. Uh, Brian Robinson goes to Washington. Uh, I don't really know what Washington plans on doing with Brian Robinson. I mean, obviously running back drafted in the change of pace, probably a change of pace back. Um, but a lot of people have said this is going to really damage Antonio Gibson. Um, Not really. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's going to be the case, but David, uh, Brian Robinson doesn't really do anything well. So I don't think this is a good landing spot for him. If you believed in Uh, Brian Robinson to have, no, it's not it's not a great landing spot for him, I would say. Um, three thirty-five, David Bell to Cleveland, wide receiver. Um, I don't like the player. Don't like the landing spot. E oh, I love the landing spot. That's why I think I, don't I disagree think he's with you. Get on. work. Yeah, I mean, there's a chance he won't, but he has the opportunity to, because the guys he would have to beat out is Anthony Schwartz. And that's fair because you remember Deshaun Watson is there now, so it changes how we view 
Cleveland, in my opinion. It changes how I view the Cleveland wide receiver room. So after Amari Cooper, the wide receiver two on that team is People's Smith or whatever whatever the hell is it. People's Smith Jones or whatever. Jones, People Jones Smith, whatever. I don't think this he's the wide there. receiver two. Donovan's People's Jones. Donovan's People's Jones. Okay. The wide receiver three I is Anthony an Schwartz. Guy, an extra name in there. David Bell has an opportunity to, in my opinion, beat out either one of those guys. Yeah. I'm not I, saying no, the landing he spot is a good landing spot winner there, but I don't like the player, so so that's that's fair. So uh Jeremy Ruckert went after that to the New York Jets tight end. I think just filling out the roster at that point. Um Ruckert's not a bad player, but it's gonna take like two, three years if he's ever gonna be a yeah. success. So agreed. And then uh San Francisco took Danny Gray, wide receiver. Um that's Way another no go. Yeah, he was like a wide receiver on a website that I was using. For some of uh, the research tools, they had him as wide receiver 33 crew draft. Wow. So he was a projected seventh round pick on their website. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Um, and then I don't want to spend time on the fourth, fifth, sixth round, and seventh round. There's not too many guys. I did want to hit on a couple. Of Damian Pierce went to Love Houston. It. Um, that is a good landing spot for him, but as a fourth round pick makes it a little bit tough for him to get in sure. and get the job. It was a four Oh two. So basically maybe a third round pick. If you want to say that you also got Isaiah Spiller four eighteen uh, to the Los Angeles chargers. Uh, this is, this is a, a horrible landing spot for Spiller. He's going to be virtually useless. In the chargers I actually draft. kind of like it. Okay. All right. Fantasy I'm going to just tell you really quickly. I, I don't like that he was a fourth round pick, but the Chargers because uh who's who's the running back that absolutely sucks on that team that they used last year? Josh Kelly? Yeah. Can he beat out Josh Kelly? Probably. Can he beat out Justin Jackson? Probably. Okay, so that leaves him and Eckler, and then Eckler is a passing back who's getting old. Right? That's so fair, not but... this year. I'm not telling you this year. Okay. But he has a path. There's a path for Spiller. Right. I mean, I'm not saying round. it's. I'm not saying it's like a bad selection. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, if you he, want to take RB6. him in a dynasty draft, but I, he's my RB six. Like, so. there's a chance that okay, so he goes out this year. He might win those two jobs. He's already got an uphill battle there, and then you have Austin Eckler for probably the next one, two, three years, possibly. Yeah. And then when he's gone, I would guess that the Chargers say, okay, draft we need to go back. get a running back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <And> so, <laughs> Spiller's chances are year one hoping that Austin Eckler gets hurt and you beat out the other guys. Like that would be his opportunity to show yeah. showcase his skills, which I don't think he's going to have that opportunity. I don't even know if he's going to beat out the two running backs. So I'm just saying at this point in the draft, once he got into the fourth round and passed Houston, the Chargers oh, yeah, to me wasn't chances. Like I wasn't I mean, like a bad them, If you want to take them in your drafts, that's fine. Because there's not a bad opportunity. I just don't think it's a good yeah. thing. So no, I agree with you. Like, if he, he starts if he was a second-round pick? I have I have uh, White, James Cook, and uh, and Pierce all ahead of Spiller. So. Yeah. Um, we have Calvin Austin to Pittsburgh. That's uh, I think useless. that's – I honestly – yeah, useless. That's I think Schultz, he's gonna, I think he's going to get cut. Um, or that. <laughs> I think he'll be like the fourth, fifth wide receiver at best. Um, so he's, he's useless. But that's a name that was flying around, Calvin Austin. Um, and then there's no one else really in this round that I would say um, no, I have any kind of feelings about. Fifth round, guy I wanted to touch on was Sam Howell. Um, Howell was, sheesh, for some, in this conversation even, the QB2. 
<laughs> I did that for fantasy purposes, so but I said not only I, I said it would change based on capital because I had no idea where some he people it think that because he wasn't even the fifth quarterback taken off the board. By the way, he was sixth. Um, he was the sixth. So some people think that, and you know what this kind of reminds me of, and not that this is this is what's going to happen to this player. God, like people are going to take this way out of context, but. Going back to, because this hasn't happened in a long time, going back to the 2000, I think it was 2000 draft with Tom Brady, he was actually supposed to be like a third round pick or maybe a second round pick. And people like let him slip and slip and slip and slip and slip because no one wanted a quarterback until the sixth round when the Patriots took him. So could yeah. this be Washington's late round quarterback? Are you saying Sam Howell's Tom Brady? <laughs> I said no, definitely not. But it could be one of those situations where he was projected as a second or third round value yeah. um, for most, and he could end up as the you know as like I mean you have Carson Wentz there, the guy is fragile and yeah. blows. So well, yeah. So if you told me pre-draft Sam Howell in Washington, I actually would have liked that. Yeah. Uh, fifth round though, no, it's no, like it's so very difficult. To as a fifth round value, Sam Howell is dead. Like he is a backup yes. quarterback career. Yes. And so uh, he might get a chance to start. And if he does, that could go well for Washington. Yes. Like, I think he's got talent. But, yeah, at this point, the dish just shows you what people think of the quarterback class. There was, you know, probably six or seven picks prior to this Washington. <laughs> it's let it yeah. Um, Your guy, Khalil Shakur, do you like that landing spot? Uh, I do. Fifth round is kind of tough, yep. though. Um, but he's going to be the wide receiver, what, four on that team yeah. with Cole Beasley potentially leaving. So he, when Cole Beasley leaves, he has an opportunity to be the slot receiver because mm-hmm. that's where he plays the slot. So, you know, he, he has a chance to replace Cole Beasley, but fifth round is kind of tough. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then outside of that, I just wanted to touch on Sam Howell because I don't think anyone else there, there could be some, you know, some Antonio Brown hits here in the fifth, sixth, seventh round where, you know, a team, just gets lucky. Um, yeah. I like this, this guy, this guy taken by Jacksonville, 5'11. Snoop Connor. Love that name. I love the name, I but, uh, about the player, he's but I love cut. the player. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So a lot of these guys are just going to get cut. There's really no one else that fell, but I've, the biggest thing for me in this draft, looking at it from, because we got to get this over with, but um, the biggest thing for me with this draft, looking at it from a larger perspective, is the quarterback position definitely was not valued. And the running back position was definitely not valued in this draft either. Um, it was very weak at those two spots. Tight end was decent, and wide receiver was clearly the way to go. There were so many wide receivers taken in this draft, like so many. And I think a lot of people are going to get caught up in the Christian Watson, Ron, uh, Wandale Robinson, John Mechie, Tyquan Thornton, George Pickens, Sky Moore, Alec Pierce conversation. I think all of them are going to blow. Like, I, honestly, I think there's going to be like five hits in this draft. Yeah, that's fair. I think if you if you're gonna have hits, it will be yeah. receiver. Yeah. Um, there's a real chance that there's like two good running backs, one good quarterback, and then I'll give you like five or six receivers. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's fair. This is why. This is why I traded all of my 2022 picks. Most of them, most of the high ones. I have like fourth yeah. rounders. But those guys are going to get cut regardless of what draft I'm in. So, yeah, there you go. NFL draft landing spots, winners and losers. We'll see you next week, guys. See you.
Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.